morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, your host, because it's a Wednesday from 9 a.m. and we'll go to 11 a.m. today, like we do every week, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Got to play some of that positive music here, get those good vibes in, because uh, yesterday, I'm going to kind of get straight to it, it's a bit of a frustrating day for me. And I'll explain. See, Monday was the start of the 2018 NBA Western Conference Finals. Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets. I'm really just going to dumb this down because uh, I just want to get through it. Houston, you know, the best record, the best team in the regular season this year. But Golden State is the Goliath. Even though they're, they're ranked second, they're still the team to beat. They never lose. They have the super team, one of the best teams to ever play on the basketball court. They're the favorites, even though Houston had a technically a better year. And that's fine. You know, that's okay. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from Houston, a big Houston sports fan. And actually on my sports show on Mondays, I don't have to further review, I picked Golden State to win the series. They're, they're just that much better. And it's fine. And it's cool. And, and, you know, my expectations coming into this year was to get to this place and then lose. So, and, you know, up to this point, it seems like that's what's going to happen. And that's fine. I've lowered my expectations. You know, I've, I've, I've told myself they're going to lose, so to make myself feel better. But So they lost on Monday night. And uh, the way they lost, you know, things, whatever, you know, they didn't play as well as they could have if, if they would have sharpened up here. And there. You need to play literally perfect basketball in order to beat that other team. And they didn't. Okay, they lost. Fine. And I'm on social media after the game. And, and a lot of, you know, people, you know, respected writers and just also just, you know, not so respected fans, you know, like to voice on their voice their opinion. And and I've watched, they've played about I don't know ninety two basketball, ninety three basketball games now up to this point. I've watched more than half of them. You know, I'm very well versed with what we do. And if I don't watch them, I watch the highlights. You know, I'm reading up on them from guys that actually have watched this team, so I know what's going on with this team. But then you have guys that just haven't at all. You know, they've watched maybe two playoff games of them this so far this year and a few regular season games that are on national TV. They don't know what this team does. And what frustrated me so much, uh, Monday night, I should say, and then coming into Tuesday when I woke up on so- and just went on social media, is that the false narrative out there, you know, the way they lost. That's, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, they, they and I don't want to get too involved in the X's and those, they didn't pass the ball enough. And I'm just like, guys, this team, if you would have watched this team the 50, 60, 70, 92, three times that they played, they don't pass the ball. That's how they became so good. That's how they became the team that they were. Don't start throwing out these fake false narratives. Oh, they, they, they you know, Harden held the ball too much. Yeah, Harden held the ball, and they went 9 of 12 in those possessions. 1.67 points per rate, which is insane, which is so good. That's not why they lost. They lost because they just they played against a better team, and they have to be perfect, and they weren't. In other facets of the game. So much of this false narrative out there, this fake news, if you will, that's the popular word. And I'm just like, guys, like, I, I, I couldn't read anymore. I was just so frustrated. Like, have an opinion, but don't, you're wrong. Like, like it just, it's just flat out wrong. You haven't watched enough. You're not well-versed enough in this to start just spewing opinions, which you think are facts. It's not. You're wrong. You're just flat out wrong. That's A. And on a more, more, more important level, and I hate to bring these two up together because one is so much more important than the other. Was, you know, yeah, Monday was Embassy Day and you had all these riots and all these uh, 
Gazans at the the border rioting, using lethal, you know, using weapons, Molotov cocktails, whatever it was. And what's the New York Daily News cover on Tuesday? Daddy's little goal. It's a picture of Ivanka Trump smiling at the Jerusalem Embassy unveil. And in the picture, they also have the, uh, it says, 55 slaughtered in Gaza, but Ivanka all smiles at Jerusalem Embassy unveil. And there's a picture in the top right of a, unfortunately, a Gazan hurt. And I say unfortunately because a lot of them, you know, they're forced by Hamas. And that's a whole different topic of conversation. But just looking at social media Monday night and, and, and early Tuesday morning, it was just con- constant, like so much fake news and false, just false narratives out there about what's going on. Like it, it it's crazy to me how, and I, use, I hate to use these like small, immature words, but just dumb and, and, and stupid, whatever, like these people are that some people just, and unfortunately social media is, is the way so many people, millions and billions of people get their news and someone just puts out a, a, a fake tweet, or not even a fake tweet, some something they think is real, but they just have no idea that it's not the case. You know, everyone thinks it's peaceful protests, and, and, and you have a uh, someone high up in the U.S. government saying, you know, it's terrible that, that the Israelis are, are killing 55 harm, harmless civilians. Like, it's not true. It's just simply not the facts. And if they would just look at the situation for like five minutes, they could figure it out. And, I mean, we all know how terrible the propaganda out is out there against Israel. You know, thankfully right now we have the support of the United States and, and Trump and, the, and the, the White House. But there's so many people out there that are so against us and, 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 and all this just fake garbage out there about what's going on. It, it, it upset me so much Tuesday. By ni- I got in at 9 a.m. and I said, I, I can't do social media today. I did not know Twitter. No Facebook until I got home. I was just, I can't. Like, it, it frustrates me and eats at me so much. And and, and it, it sounds so so immature that, you know, the, the, the sports stuff bothers me. Um, along with this, obviously, the Israel stuff bothers me more. But both of them combined just just killed me and eat at eat the subway in. And I'm just, like, sitting there. I'm so upset. I'm just like, I can't let it bother my day. And, and I was just, I can't do social media. So yesterday, did no social media until I got home. Except for you know the work purposes that I have to do here, I, I shut down. I have TweetDeck, which just you know constantly has my my Twitter, and I, was, I can't do it today. I just cannot. I could not let it eat at me, you know. So what did I do? I went on YouTube and just watched funny videos. So that's what I do when I'm when I'm in a bad mood, which thankfully doesn't ha- not happen often. Go to YouTube, comedy skits. So much good material out there. Whose line it is anyway? That's a good one for me. I just, I, and, and people talk about, you know, like, try to stay off social media, you know, once you try, I mean, they, they say stay off it full time, but, um, for what I do and what I want to do in life, I need to be on it. Um, but I just, Tuesday I couldn't, and it felt good. It really, it, it felt great. And, and one thing I love, and we have Shavuos coming up and it's a three day Yontif, a Shabbos into a two day Yontif. I love the fact I'm off my phone for 72 hours. I I love it and and you know people that know me are like what like you're always on your phone I'm like yeah and that's why I and that's why I love Shabbos because I'm off of it for 24 hours and and I have no choice three day under I love being off of it and yeah like Motzei Shavuos I'm gonna be on my phone for the next hour catching up because I have to figure out what the heck went on in the world um, 
but I love, love, and I'm not just talking to talk. I, I legitimately love being off of it. I would love if I didn't have to be on. There was a time where I deleted Facebook and Twitter off my phone. Now I have it back on with work and honestly just because I want to. But Tuesday, I, ju- I just had enough by 9 a.m. And I was like, forget it. I couldn't do it. If you're on social media, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about with this fake news and the, and the false narratives. And it's, it's frustrating, irritating. All these words. It, whatever. All right, let's talk about what's going to be on this show. Try to lighten up the mood because the music will certainly help. Uh, this week we actually have two interviews. At 9.30, we'll go with uh, Joanna Shepson as she interviews Shifra from J. Clay. J. Clay. I think you could figure out what type of place it is. That'll be at about 9.30 a.m. And at 10 a.m., it's Tova Connect. She'll be on with Josh Edelstein. And you'll want to check that out of Paramount Paints. Josh Edelstein of Paramount Paints. That'll be at 10 a.m. or so. Um, not sure if we'll have this segment that has no name with Miriam. We'll see how the day goes. But what we will have is plenty of music coming up here. And we start things off with one song and one song only. Mahapecha Shel Simcha. Let's get happy. Let's turn things up here on Bite Size right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.
sosun le irakho ayutse mi khaskel ndovida bekho simkhali atkho sosun le irakho ayutse mi khaskel ndovida bekho simkhali atkho sosun le irakho ayutse mi khaskel ndovida bekho simkhali atkho sosun le irakho ayutse mi khaskel ndovida bekho
לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? התקרנו יום? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך. יש לי, יש לי אמונה אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם, ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס שלי, יאללה! קומאדויואוווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
Here on Bite Size, and it's time for Joanna Shebson's interview with Shifra from J. Clay. Let's hear all about it right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So today I want to introduce you to a new um, tourist attraction, or it's also a great place for locals. I always like to look for something new. It's called J. Clay, and it's a new painting pottery studio. Um, I'm sitting with the owner, Shifra. Hi, Shifra. Hi. Um, Shifra is going to tell us a little bit about her story and how she got involved in opening up this store. Just to let you know, the store is located between Geula and the Shuk on Yosef Ben Matityahu Street. Um, and it's, it's very unique. So let's start with, with the story. Shifra, when did you move to Israel? So I moved to Israel uh, after Pesach a year ago. And I was looking for something to do. Um, I had teaching experience from England. And some art experiences are just from my own uh, personal, like, 
having as a hobby. She's being very humble because I've seen some of the pieces that she's de- designed here as dugma'ot, as examples, and they're amazing. So, yeah, and then? Um, I started off by thinking of doing some like art lessons. I did some tutoring as well. And then I thought um, I wanted to do something more of my own business, something that would be more long-term. And um, I saw that there was really a need for pottery painting places. And since I love art and I really wanted to be able to share my love of art with other people, um, I looked into it and we ended up starting JK in November. It's actually a really unique place because around this neighborhood, I don't see very many um, art activities or or places where you can go and actually do activities with kids. And um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the people who come through here, you'll find dates who come here or adults, you know, having a party, uh, children's birthday parties, or just a mom and, and, and child coming in to enjoy the day. So one of the things that makes J. Clay unique are your ceramic items. So tell me a little bit about how you decided what to have and, and how you make the ceramics. So we wanted to have a lot of Judaica-themed products as well because we know lots of people come to Yerushalayim to visit and they're always looking for things to do. And we thought it would be great to combine having a really beautiful souvenir and an activity. So we started with like six um, designing some of our own items um, I think one of the most like beautiful things we have is the Jerusalem skyline plaque and the Jerusalem skyline mug so we took we love like architecture and art and Yerushalayim so we took old pictures of the old city before it was destroyed in 48 and we tried to take as many as we can and I sketched like as authentic as possible um, a skyline including like the Kherva and another old synagogue which hasn't been re- rebuilt um, to Paris Israel and um, yeah so we got that on a tile and a mug so the truth is that no I think that was great because the, the truth is I chose the mug because I thought it was so special um, only once I started it did I realize it was a bit more complicated to paint it as beautifully as you had done but um, in the end we used some paint brushes and also some very detailed like paint pens that helped with like the skyline um, and what are some of your most popular pieces so far? Are those the ones that are most popular? So those just came in more recently because we got those um we designed them, we got them manufactured in China, so it was a long process. Um, so I guess you have to be very thankful that they arrived in one piece and not broken. Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> definitely. Especially the hardest one to ship was the cave rachel because we, the tree is sticking out and it came in like a special like foam packaging. So, um, but that's also that that people love, um, and people like that people love the Natila cups as well because that was very functional. So those are probably one of the most popular items. And then there's always mugs. <laughs> mugs and sedaka boxes and pomegranates. Um, there's a Havdalah set also, right? Yeah. And there are also, for those of you who are super artistic, there's a plain, just totally plain plate where you can print anything you want on it. Of course, that would like traumatize me to have to start thinking about how to be creative and draw a whole picture on the plate. Um, tell us a little bit just about your hours and what the plans are for the summer for all those tourists who are listening who are going to be here. So we open 10.30 a.m. every morning till 9.30 p.m. Sunday to Wednesday. Thursday is till 11 p.m. And Fridays we're open um, during the summer from 10.30 to 1.30. In the winter we also have Matsushabas hours. 
great. So anyone who's coming into town, this is definitely a place to stop. And if you want to reach Shifra or you want to find out a specific question about the hours, you can email jclay, all one word, at funinjerusalem.com. And you can hear some noise in the background because we're actually sitting in the studio as people are painting. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we go? Uh, we're going to have a really beautiful website up soon, jkstudio.com. And, yeah, we'd love to see you when you come. So come on in and say hi to Shifra. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Shifra from J. Clay. You could find uh, Joanna Shepson at funinjerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook. I hope you were following over, uh, you know, Embassy Day, Yom Yerushalayim. It was a fun time to follow her. So uh, besides for all the, the great things that you could find, by going to that website when you travel to Israel and you're looking for something to do, which I've been promoting for about two years at this point. Uh, at this point, if you've been listening and you head to Israel and you don't, just check out Fun in Jerusalem. Even if you have like an hour, 30 minutes, two hours, something to do, I'm telling you, she could help you out. Um, but it was also fun to follow her during those uh, festive holidays in Israel and Embassy Day this past week. Fun in Jerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook. More music coming up, and then at 10 a.m., it's Tova Knecht with her interview at 10 a.m. More music right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Die, 
של תור בדואר, קשה לגמור פה תואר, והמצב בנוער, קשה לשיר כמו יואלי, להתעורר בבוקר, להיכנס לכושר, שחיתות בכל שבועיים, פיגוע כל יומיים, טוב, דיברנו מספיק, כפינו תודה, עכשיו נחזור אחורה אל הבסיס, זמן לומר תודה. תודה על הרוח, שאין לי זמן לנוח, על התיקון, על המהות, תודה על היהדות. אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן, הכל פוחמסה וברוך השם כי החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו
back. It's the second hour here on Bite Size, and it's time for Tova Canucks interview with Josh Edelstein from Paramount Paints. Paramount Paints, not the Paramount uh, Theater, but sure to be a good one with Tova and Josh right here on Bite Size 
at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in Yushalayim right now with Josh Edelstein, the founder of Paramount Paints. He has a story that he's going to share with this audience. I am so excited to share it with you. So welcome to the show. Hi. Um, so, Josh, before we get into what Paramount Paints is, um, let's hear about your Ola. You moved to Israel. Um, I've been in Israel probably about 11 years, I would say, altogether. 11 to 12 years now. Uh-huh. So you came here originally? Originally, I came here as a teenager looking for purpose and looking for meaning in my life. I wanted to help people, and I just I saw that Israel could have been a vehicle in order to do that. Amazing. So you made a life in Israel. Um, and as an Ola now, you really, your focus is wanting to help Olim. But before that, you, uh, Paramount Paints, what did it start as? So initially, I, I got into uh, a business. I was a, uh, I had been a yeshiva student and I got married. And, and after I got married, I realized, hey, I, I need some sort of income here. What is it that <laughs> I'm going to do? Uh, and I said, well, you know what? I'm going to do something that I, I know uh, for my family, that family's been doing for a while, that takes minimal investments. Uh, and for myself, that was painting. And uh, I realized that there was a niche because I could provide people with customer service and a smile and caring about my work along with um, along with giving them good work. Amazing. So how did a painting company turn into what it is now? Tell us what it is now. <laughs> so now, I mean, we, uh, we're, we still advertise ourselves as Paramount Paints, but m- majority of the work that we're doing right now is helping out private clients deal with water damage problems, puzzles that have been left behind as a result of contractors who haven't finished their work or just really shoddy work in the past. Uh, or sometimes people just have you know uh, leaks and problems like that and they need someone that they can trust to come uh, and f- really tell them what's going on. So personally I'm a big advocate for people to make Aliyah and only showing the positive side of Aliyah but realistically there are sometimes problems when people move here some surprises you know a leaky roof that personally I just went through in my new apartment um, you know and it's good to know that there's a guy on the other side that knows how to fix the problem and knows how to help the Olim so that they when they're in this new residence you know they moved here they live here that they're not at a loss so uh, how do you help them through this business okay so I developed a, a system of leak detection here that, that people haven't been using, um, using you know tools that have already existed. And with that system that I developed, I, I bring all of my honesty and I bring all of my heart to the work. And what ended up happening was, is as I was coming and I was you know finding problems for people, they would realize you know that they also had insurance, and they would also call the insurance companies to come take a look. And unfortunately, um, many of the times when I would find something, the insurance companies would come and after and they would say that there, uh, that there wasn't anything there. Now, for whatever their reasons are, I cannot explain, but I do know <laughs> that it's something that does happen. And at the end of those situations, we found that yes, you know, the things and the problems I were finding were, were pretty spot on. And I developed a relationship with my clients and uh, you know, communi- it's through communication and trust, and it really, really built it up. And people really, you know, want me to come in and help them figure out these situations. So, is there a specific story that you could think of? You know, someone that was desperate. You know, they were in a situation that you came and you helped them. Yeah, Do- yeah. Well, I had, uh, you know, so one of the uh, one of the clients that inspire me because I'm both inspired by clients and, and inspired, you know, by things in general. I, I had somebody call me up. 
and uh, it was in uh, it was in Jerusalem. It was one of the newer, more expensive buildings, and they had me come in and take a look at the roof, and there was water dripping through their bathroom. Um, and they had told me that they have been through, they have spoken to a number of people that you know a bunch of people had come through, and, and nobody had been able to help them out. Now I am so. What did I do? You know, I went upstairs to the house that I thought it could have been leaking from, and I had spoken, you know, to the homeowner there who is, uh, you know, who rents apartments out. He had told me he literally had nine people before me come in, um, people that were plumbers, people that were using the same tools, you know, that I was using, and they would come in, they take a photograph, and then at the end of the thing, they would charge him the money and and say, here are your photographs, but we don't have an answer for you. Well, that's terrible. So how, so what do you attribute to, I mean, you must be very talented then to figure out what the problem is. How Patience, uh, I care. First of all, I care. And I, I know that I, I've come into this situation with an open mind saying that I actually don't know what's happening here. I'm not going to assume that I know off the bat what's happening here. I am coming to learn. Because I come with a mindset of wanting to learn, uh-huh. I am able to intake all of the information, okay, because I ask for the clients for the information, I ask for the timeline, I, I, I spend my time doing that and through in with the tools and you know with that mindset of hey tell me everything i want to learn let's work together i'm able to come to uh, i'm able to come to the source of the problem and i was the 10th person within 20 minutes i had actually found it and by the next day we were, we were already fixing it you know that's that's one example i have another example where i also help people if yeah yeah okay of course um another example here is uh, i have a client I uh, will not say his name. He he had called me into uh, because his tenant was you know was experiencing uh, a leaky roof, uh, leaky ceiling. Pardon me, and uh, he had negative experiences before with with other you know with the insurance companies because uh, you know he was assuming that you know they weren't always straight with him. Um, so I came into the house uh, to my client's home and I took a look at her ceiling and I went upstairs and within, once again, within five, 10 minutes, I had found where I had thought the problem was coming from. Now, what I do is I always try to provide uh, communication with my clients. I want to be able to talk to them. I want to be able to help them as much as possible. So afterwards, when I had found it, I had spoken to my client who had hired me, the private clients and talked on the phone with him, his neighbor, where the leak was coming from and the insurance assessor that had come over. The insurance assessor told me on the phone told me on the phone that there was no pipe there, and I said to the insurance assessor, "But what do you mean? I my tools don't lie to me. I see that there's a high percentage of moisture. How can what's what do you mean?" Yeah. He said, "There's no pipe there," and I thought to myself, "I said, wait a second. I've explained to you exactly where the leak is coming from, and the leak is coming from above it. You understand as a professional in this field that if water leaks come from above, they obviously make their way down." In my mind, I said, how is it possible that a professional who does this every single day, who works for these companies, is coming out and is acting as if he doesn't know what's going on there? Is it coming from a laziness? Like, why are they pretend, like, why are you... That was, well, that was my question. What's what's going on here, you know? And yeah. I don't want to start, I'm not going to start pointing figures and saying exactly what it is, but I, I do think it's in the benefit of, you know, of, of a business to drag their feet. And I'll, I'll explain what I have seen. Is that you know in other situations when they're fixed when the problems aren't dealt with initially, the, the house ends up being damaged more and more and more until they finally they fix the problem, and then you end up with a lot of headaches and a lot of stresses because it had, could have been dealt with from the beginning and somebody's been dragging their feet. Why? We'll leave that up to you guys to figure it out. <laughs>
Yeah. So just, just to finish up quickly, uh, I had spoken, on, I was talking on the phone with my private client and the insurance company. I had asked him what tools he used. He told me what tools he used. Uh, and I, I realized he wasn't actually using all the uh, all the necessary tools. And and I figured out, hey, wait a second, this guy is coming to these jobs. He's telling me something that you know he seems to be trying to drive me away from the real issue here. And he's not using all the proper tools. What is going on here? And here I am sitting here, um, and the clients call me and ask me for my honest opinion to provide them with as much information because they know I'm accurate and I'm honest. Wow. So. Kolokavod to you for really caring about the person. I know just uh, from a personal level, you know, with this, the rainstorms that just happened recently, it is stressful when water is pouring into your yeah. into your house. Um, so I know that people that are counting on you or they're relying on you, you know, you're really providing them with not just clean, you know, fixing their roof. You're really helping them with their peace of mind. Yes. So um, are you only focused in Jerusalem or you travel? Where do you uh, see many clients? So uh, right now I work all over Israel. Uh, like I said, the majority of my work is water damage assessments. We do deal with, we actually do fix things also uh -huh. and provide warranties. The majority of my work right now is uh, around Jerusalem. It's in uh, Modi'in. It's in Tel Aviv. Uh, it's in Rehovot, uh, so we're pretty uh, we're pretty much all over. You're you're all over. Yeah. Okay, so Josh, you know, knowing that Israel is 70 years old, they still are developing in so many different aspects. And one aspect that people complain about a lot, even though I thank God haven't experienced it, you know, so much, but people do complain about the customer service or the lack thereof of customer service. So how are you trying to change the face of Israeli customer service? Well, I, I think I'm shaking things up a lot. Uh, <laughs> the reason being is I'm providing clarity. And, mo and, and a lot of people that I meet here, and not everyone, everyone is different, uh, stray away from clarity. And the question is, why? You know, if I'm providing a service and I'm providing honesty, then there's no reason to, uh, to not be clear. And this is something that I actually do with myself personally, on a personal level, and it applies to my business also. And um, I wanted people to be clear, I want them to be, you know, to, to, for them to have somebody that they can trust. And I want them to be able to understand as best as possible what options are open to them when they are here in Israel, when they're dealing with professionals, or they're dealing with any other sort of business. Okay, and also, just you, you had mentioned in one of your earlier stories, you said it was a newer building. So is this not just um, old you know, old style apartments that you're ha that people are having issues with, or it's also newer ones? Like, is anybody susceptible to having uh leaky water pipes and things like that? So the, the vast majority of problems that we're dealing with um, in the new building specifically because it does happen um, is leaks from the outside after they first built it. That's number one. And um, number two is a lack of insulation. It's very, very, very common here that the external walls and houses end up getting, you know, end up with condensation on them and end up with mold. Uh -huh. And unfortunately, that's just the way that, that you know, places are being built over here. See, in Jerusalem it happens more so because we have more extreme temperatures. Uh, that being said, it does happen. And, and you know, in order to, to help that out, you know, to be able to have a place checked out before you buy it, um, and or before you sell it by a professional that will be able to tell you what is it that they see in, you know, in the building can really, really help you save a lot of money because you know that, hey, this place is a place that has a lot of mold. This is a place that gets moisture. Let's know about it before it happens and prepare ourselves. Wow. So someone that um, is having some water water damage issues, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can get in touch with me through 
obviously my phone number. Uh, I try to be available for my clients as best as possible to speak to them. Um, one thing that I do in general is, is I do, definitely do charge for my assessments. It's my time. Uh -huh. But not everybody can afford that. And not everyone is in a situation where they're able to pay that. So what I do is I also try to speak to people over the phone, provide them with estimates, and provide them with, um, with advice, even if they don't have the time or even if they don't have the money to be able to pay for a full assessment. I try to spend my time with them and direct them and help them as best as possible. That means they can connect with me through Facebook, they can connect with me um, through my phone number, through my email, they can call me directly. Do you want to give them your phone number? My phone number is 054-527-9356, or you guys can find us on Facebook at Paramount Paints Israel. Okay, and everything will be uh, tagged in the Facebook post, everybody could, you know, Absolutely. go right, right to you. Um, just wanted to ask you because you are an Ola. Do you have any people that are listening right now? Are people that are contemplating moving to Israel? And right now they may, they might be a little bit nervous, yeah, yeah. and they might be saying, "One second, are all the buildings like this in Israel?" Um, no, right? <laughs> are they're we, not all, those, all they're like they're not this. all like this. Nobody should be nervous to uh, mm -hmm. come. They should just do their homework. Um, but my question is, do you have any specific Aliyah advice? People are wanting to move here. Maybe they want to hear your side of it. Yeah, set yourselves up as best as possible with the contacts that are reputable. That means that if you're someone that wants to buy a home, make sure you do your best to find a real estate agents that are trustworthy, that you know you can trust. That's number one. If you need to buy home insurance, well, do you have friends in Israel? Let's ask them. Guys, what do you use? Who are you happy with? Do your research. Research the phones that you're going to get. If you want to get a phone line, research who to go with. Every single possible thing, okay, plumbers, make a list and ask who you should be using. I am saving you headaches, money, so much frustrations if you guys put in that time to make your list of contacts through people you know. Before they get here. Before you guys get here, have it on there. But they should still come. Absolutely. <laughs> Just set yourself up that you know that when you come here that you will have the right contacts and the right network it's really important Israel is growing and there's many beautiful things happening here at the same time we want to make sure that the people that you're in contact with are going to provide you with the best service possible fantastic so someone that you're an Ola you travel all over Israel helping people is there a specific place in Israel that you can call your Israel happy place so, I mean, my Israel happy place, if, if, can I see a few happy places? It's not fair just to say one. Okay. First off, I love camping. I love going up, camping up north. Um, that's number one. I love the beach. I live near Palmachim Beach. I love going there with my children. We love camping there also. And number three, I love Tel Aviv and I love Yerushalayim. Gosh, these are all my happy places. I love every, all of, every, Israel. every, all of Israel. Every place has its own uniqueness and place that I connect to. So I love the people. Okay. My, the people are my happy place. It's all my happy places. <laughs> it's all your happy place. Okay. Well, I wish you continued success and Hatzlacha in this uh, business venture and helping people. And uh, really, you're doing amazing things for the face of Israel. Thank you, Yoni. Back to you. Thank you, Tova. And thank you, Josh Edelstein, again from Paramount Paints. Tova Connect. You can find her at tovanisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook as well. And we mentioned it with Joanna that if you weren't following her during the holidays... The festive holidays, Yom Yishalayim, Yom Atzma'ut, Embassy Day, that you were missing out. And the same thing with Tova. She was out on the scene in many different places throughout all those days. And go, go, go to her Facebook page. 
and just check through, you know, flip back on some of the videos. I know it doesn't maybe have the same feel because it's just Wednesday, but put yourself in the in the you know your headspace saying that today is Yom Atzmut Yom Shalim, and uh, it'll be more festive. Those videos, really cool videos. She's always got great stuff there. TovaInIsrael dot com, Tova in Israel on Facebook. We've got more music to wrap up the show, and uh, still figuring out if we have a segment with no name with Miriam L. Wallach. We'll find out. You'll find out. Um, you know if we open up our mics at ten fifty or if it's ten fifty eight. But the uh, Rummy's Wednesday live lunch will be back this week. We were in Muncie last week for a live lunch special at Wesley Kosher. This week it's a Rummy's live lunch at 11 or so. But more music right here for right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. So cold now, it's so dark here. What could I do? It's not very If I'm a little light, you're a little light Together we are so very bright A little light here, a little light there See the smiles, it's so very clear Shine a little light, show us the way Lead us to a brighter day Shine a little light Show us the way Lead us to a brighter day Shine a little light Show us the way Lead us to a brighter day Shine a little light Show us the way
Beit in a war, Farmashiach, Hevet, no Kimmen, then be Fatrugen Sieg. Jeder eine Dabend in a Beit in a war, Farmashiach, Hevel, Schon Kimmen, never to dir in me. Oh, 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 oh,
Hashem, here we go now, here we go again. Oh, ye new Yenuke Homim, it's like you're sleeping, sleeping, Cosimo, Lace, Hoy Pino. There's a smile deep, deep within you. Ushane, no Rina, Rina. This song's for singing, Rina. Shira Malois, Fish of Hashem, here we go now, here we go again. Oh, ye new Yenuke Homim, it's like you're sleeping, sleeping, Cosimo, Lace, Hoy Pino. There's a smile deep, deep within you. Ushane, no Rina, Rina. This song's for singing, Rina.
And we are back here to wrap things up on Bite Size here at the Nachum Seal Network. I don't see Miriam to my left for today. So I guess uh, I guess that means there's no segment that has no name today. Alas. We'll have to do it a different time. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us here on Bite Size. Coming up next is Wednesday Live Lunch with Avrami Finkelstein, who happens to have been doing Tuesdays lately, too. So you get Tuesday, you get Wednesday. Some people might say, that's a lot of Avrami. I say it's not enough, Avrami, frankly. Avrami, if you want this show also, we could uh, enter negotiations, I guess. That's what we could do. Um, if you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, go ahead and do so. Malcolm Siegel Network on uh, Google Play Store or App Store. You know, you know, I've been saying this for, for quite some time to end my show. Uh, not so much this year as I did last year. And people are like, why? Like, everyone has the NSN app. And, and literally, anytime we go somewhere, like we went to Wesley Kosher, it's not the case. Like, not everyone has it. And people are like, oh, like, it's either like, oh, we, you know, once you left radio, we don't know how to listen to you. Or it's like, yeah, I listen on the, I listen at at home, but I can't figure out how to listen on the road. You know, I don't want to waste my minutes with the listen line. Like, guys, we have an app, and all these people have smartphones. They're like, what? Like, yeah, just download it. That's what I'm hoping. That like, out of the hundreds and thousands of people listening, that they say that someone's like, oh, I'm at home now. I didn't know how to do it, and I'm gonna download the NSN app. That's my hope. If I get just one person. Or honestly, if I just get one person listening who heard of another friend or a family member say they couldn't do it to download the Innocent app, then we're winning here on Bite Size. All right, thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me. My name is Yoni Pollock, wishing you all a good, good day. Let's have a good one today and remind you that the Bite Size is always, always, always the right size.